Hi, it's Aiken. I'm so excited to have you back here with me on the podcast. If you're listening on the Apple podcast, hit subscribes on Spotify, hit follow, and on Stitcher at the Pursue Your Spark podcast to your favorites. And as always, you can listen on my website at heikeyates.com to any episode at your convenience. By now, you know, I'm a fan of all things simple, doable, and actionable. And intermittent fasting is one of those things. I started intermittent fasting over two years ago, and it changed the way I'm eating and exercising now. It made such a difference in my gut health, energy level, and boosting my metabolism, plus the way it made me feel. I'm a huge fan, as you can tell, and I highly recommend it to anyone. I want you to embrace intermittent fasting as a lifestyle because I experience the benefits and I like the same for you. Today, I'm sharing the 10 most burning questions about intermittent fasting and my answers to those questions. Did you know that the four-week lean-out program is about to start again? I offer this program only three times per year, and I invite you to check it out and see if it's right for you. The link is in the show notes. What is the four-week lean-out program? It's a step-by-step system for women over 50 that are empty nesters to help you burn body fat with intermittent fasting, get strong and lean with Pilates, and prioritize your health goals to look and feel better. Today, I want you to stay until the end. I have a special announcement that you don't want to miss. So let's dive in. I'm Heike Yates, a fitness and nutrition coach with 30 years of experience. I empower women over 50 to take back their health and strength to lead a vibrant life. Right now, you're joined by thousands of women over 50 around the world who stop dimming their light and instead ignite their spark. On this podcast, I do what I do best, taking complicated information about fitness, nutrition, and mindset strategies and breaking it down into baby steps that are simple, actionable, and sustainable so you can implement them into your life. I regularly interview some of the most inspiring women who share their honest stories on how they went from their worst to their best life so that you know you're not alone in your struggles. Join me as we redefine what aging looks and feels like by taking action and saying, yes, I can. This is the Pursue Your Spark want to share a little secret with you that you can't see because you're on the podcast. But I am currently in Hawaii for a work and vacation retreat. And I'm sitting in my closet to record this episode because there is no other place in this whole apartment that it's relatively quiet, gives me good quality, and I'm undisturbed. So I'm sitting here uh, next to the ironing board and in front of my dresses. But that's just to make you smile. So when I started intermittent fasting, 
I explored all the bits and pieces and looked at all the options that came with it. And I wanted to make it something that I felt it works for everybody. If you have health concerns, like if you're diabetic or if you're pregnant, you have to check with your doctor and make sure that intermittent fasting is for you. But if you're an overall healthy adult, then I would like you to take a peek at intermittent fasting because when I, this is now two and a half, almost probably three years ago when I started intermittent fasting, I felt so stuck in my exercise and weight loss program or what I'm doing for myself. You know, I've been a coach for 30 years and I never in a million years did I think that I will have trouble staying in shape. I know all the ins and outs. I know what to do. But then menopause hit and nothing worked. And I was working out every day, training for another triathlon, swam and biked and ran. And I gained more body fat and more weight. And I thought it was my hormones. So I had my um, endocrinologist check my levels. And he says, no, you're all good. That's not what it is. So I said, all right. I got to figure out a different way. And that's when I came across intermittent fasting. And you can read about this in my 60-day experiment uh, on how I started intermittent fasting if you want more details. But what I loved about this in the end of a way that I came that worked for me, it's it became a lifestyle. It was not a diet. It was not something that was inconvenient. And you can practice intermittent fasting anywhere in the world. I'm in Hawaii and I practice my intermittent fasting strategies. The other cool thing that I loved was that no food or, or eating restrictions are on the intermittent fasting plan. Let's put it that way. So you can eat what you want and you can eat when you want. But there are times when you're fasting and other times when you're eating. So there is a little bit of give and take. I found that intermittent fasting gave me more and more energy than I ever thought and a much leaner body with less body fat. And just recently I talked about my bout or not bout by my condition of microscopic colitis where also Intermittent fasting helped my gut health improve and my gut healed through intermittent fasting. So I love intermittent fasting, but there are always questions that everybody wants to know. And today I picked the top 10 that I was just asked recently. Let's dive into intermittent fasting and answers to the top 10 questions. Number one. Is it healthy to do intermittent fasting every day? Intermittent fasting is not a diet, but a lifestyle. Here you're encouraged to choose healthy and nutritious foods that promote gut health, incorporating healthy food choices that include lean meats, healthy fats, lots of vegetables. And you eat from all food groups with a focus on mindful eating and preparing your own meals. Planning your meals for intermittent fasting is crucial and that helps you eating a healthy and well-balanced diet while intermittent fasting. And studies have shown that restricted eating from 8 to 12 hours 
can help us maintain a healthy body weight and avoid high blood sugar, insulin resistance, and diabetes, regardless of the nutrient breakdown of the foods we eat within those windows. With that said, if you're trying to lose weight or lose body fat, you want to make sure that you're eating lean meats, healthy fats like avocado and lots of vegetables, and stay away from the processed foods. So even though this study suggests all these benefits and the benefits of fasting, I found that my body as a woman over 50 responds better to eating foods that are the least amount of processed and a good variety of foods. So that's where meal planning comes in, guys, because I tend to make the same meals over and over because I like a certain meal and I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm going to cook this every week. But by meal planning, you see what other meals you could incorporate into your meal planning. And therefore, you vary your diet. Make sure that, and this makes sure that you're getting all the nutrients you need while fasting, which is a concern from some people saying, if I fast, I don't eat well enough, I don't get enough nutrients. If you're planning ahead and it doesn't have to be elaborate, you can get all the nutrients you need and that's where your energy comes from. Now, number two is how many hours should I fast? There's so many different time frames out there. So you can choose basically for to whatever works best for your lifestyle. I don't know what your day looks like, but for me, fasting overnight and skipping breakfast has worked really well for my lifestyle because also I like to exercise in the morning. And it's something I talk about in a minute is I always exercise before I eat. So going back to how many hours should you fast? Intermittent fasting is not about starving yourself. It's about eating the right foods at the right times for you. And so you pick a schedule that works easy, something that you can stick to, not something that somebody else did before or what you heard sounds really good. You have to experiment a little bit. And if you've never fasted before, you can start by trying out some of the options that I'm mentioning now. One is meal skipping. So this approach is not a structured fasting schedule and you decide to skip a meal once in a while, whichever meal it is. For example, you eat breakfast, lunch, and dinner every day. You might skip for breakfast on Monday one week and then two days later, you may not eat dinner. So this is pretty random. If you're not feeling hungry one day for breakfast, then wait until lunch. And the myth that we need to eat every two to three hours is long outdated. And remember, you're not starving yourself when you skip a meal. And with a busy lifestyle as an empty nester, that approach might work really well, well for you. So skipping meals once or twice a week while eating healthy foods is a great start to dabble a little bit into intermittent fasting. However, this approach does not lead to weight loss or uh, fat loss going forward. 
But a neat thing about this is it can help you assess your hunger and become aware of your hunger. Because if you're like me for years, I ate six meals a day. So three meals and two snacks or three sack snacks. That is to keep my six meals together. And I always thought that, oh my God, if I don't get my snack, I will fall over for weakness and I will just wither away or I couldn't do my workout. But intermittent fasting taught me that it's not necessary to constantly fuel your body, to constantly feed it carbohydrates so it's running on those carbohydrates we eat. But when you are skipping a meal, you notice that Am I really hungry or am I thirsty or am I just tired or am I stressed? And that is a good way to start if you're not sure if intermittent fasting is for you. And then we have the brunch fast or also called time restricted eating, which is the one that I uh, started and stick to it because it works best for my schedule. This is similar to the approach I just mentioned, the meal skipping, but you put a little bit structure into when you fast. For example, you finish dinner at 7 and you don't eat again until 9 a.m. This is probably the simplest way to start out as you sleep through the night and you know what? Yes, this counts. Sleeping counts as fasting. Or instead of saying 9 o'clock is my time to eat, wait until you're hungry. If your goal is fat loss. Research suggests that women over 50 tend to burn more fat during a 14 and 15 hour fasting window than longer fasting windows. For men, we suggest 18 hours, but keep that in mind as you're going forward. You want to start with baby steps. Eat dinner at seven or six or whatever your schedule is, and then eat again after you wake up, after you maybe had your tea or coffee in the morning, and don't instantly run and get food. But I understand it's also dependent on your lifestyle. You may have meetings in the morning or things going on that you need to plan a little bit more. But more about this in the four-week lean-out program. The third and final example is the 5-2 diet. Here it gets a little bit more complicated. It involves eating five to 600 calories for two days out of the week. So you have seven days and out of those two days, you eat five to 600 calories per day and eat normally the other five days. This diet is also called the fast diet and it was popularized by the British journalist Michael Mosley. Now, if you ask me, calorie counting is not my thing and I don't endorse it. For example, you might typically eat every day of the week, except Monday and Thursdays, which are the two days where you eat small amounts of two meals for 250 calories or 300 calories for men. And you try this out for a while. Again, like I said before, who wants to count calories? And this could be a little bit more tricky because as I have talked about before, not each calorie is the same. A apple has a different calorie content than a piece of bread. So 
But I wanted to throw it out because it could be something that you wanted to dabble with a little bit. And number three, can I exercise when I'm fasting? Yes, is my wholehearted answer. First off, remember, your body is getting fewer calories and it will take time for you to adapt. So it will take a couple of weeks for one or two weeks until your body adapts to getting fewer calories because we're not encouraging you to load up all these calories that you've been eating throughout the meals before to add them all to the meals that you now eat two meals or three meals, depending on what fasting strategy you choose. Most importantly, you want to incorporate low impact exercises and low intensity strength training to begin with. I would not suggest you should try a high intensity interval class when you're just starting out fasting. Easy does it. Baby steps, as I always say. Now, when we're exercising in a fasted state, we're burning fat instead of carbohydrates. After fasting overnight, your muscle energy stores of glycogen are depleted. Therefore, your body burns more fat to energize your exercise. This is such a game changer if you want to lose body fat. And again, the exercises don't have to be high intensity, especially not when you're starting out. Cardio exercises like running and biking and maybe doing aerobic class should raise your heart rate a little and start you to get sweaty and a little bit breathless, but you should still be able to hold a conversation during your uh, lunges or doing your bike sessions on the spin bike. Rule of thumb, if you can't catch a breath, you're doing too much. Choose whatever lights you up, guys. Walking, running, biking, swimming, whatever you feel like doing is good for the heart. It's also good to burn some calories while you're at it. But easy does it. Strength training is super important as we want to lean out and start out with strength training like bands or weights with lighter weights. So something that's not super heavy and you have to go to lift it up. And that was my bestest weightlifting um, example of how it sounds when you lift a heavy weight. Think more higher repetitions. Think around 15 repetitions with a weight that you can manage. It's a little bit challenging, but not too bad. So you're looking at weights, bands, do some Pilates. Pilates is awesome if you want to lean out and tone your body. Anything with a little bit of resistance that can help you build up endurance and build lean muscle mass. Game changer. Remember, less is more. Start out with shorter workout times and build it up over the next few weeks. In the four-week lean out program, we stick to 15 minutes of exercise per day, whether it be cardio or strength training. Ideally, we alternate the days where one day, let's use running as an example, you may run, easy jog. The next day you do 15 minutes of Pilates or do some Pilates on the ball. And as always, we want to keep an eye on a rest day too. One day is rest day where your body repairs. It just does its thing. And you don't need to work out every single day. Our bodies respond really well 
to any challenges we give it after a rest day. And I know this from experience is you keep pushing and pushing into thinking, okay, I'm going to get stronger and I'm going to get faster. I'm going to get have more endurance. Only your body says, man, I really need a break. Give me a break. And especially when you're fasting, you want to take it easy the first one to two weeks. Now, number four is how long does it take to get used to intermittent fasting? Well, let's start out with a larger eating window. That means that you eat more than you fast and gradually lengthen the fasting times, which makes the tradition, uh, the transition, of course, a lot easier. So that means I go back to my favorite example is eat dinner at seven, sleep through it, and then you eat breakfast at nine. And then you may eat lunch at noon. And then maybe for the beginning, you have a snack at around three just to help you over over the transition and then eat dinner at seven and then eventually you leave the snack out in the four-week lean out program we're starting with baby steps to get you used to when you feel hungry and it's not necessarily a bad thing that we're hungry because it helps us develop a much deeper mind-body connection and not just habits that we've been programmed to do for years saying you must eat your snack. How long does it take? It takes about five days, about a week for you to adapt to it, to feel that, oh yeah, I'm hungry. All right, I'm good. I'm just a little grumbly. I know where my next meal is coming from because I planned it in my day. So it's a quick adaptation to what you did before. And number five is, does it matter if I eat early or late in the day? Absolutely. The closer we eat to our bedtime, the more our sleep might be or will be interrupted. Instead of rest and recovery, which we know now is super important, our body now has to digest the foods we ate close to bedtime. So it's really busy doing things instead of rest recovery. Also, your gut needs to heal and rest and be done with all this digestive business. The idea is that you eat at least three hours before bedtime so that your gut has time to digest the foods that you ate and then has time to start their gut repair. There's a process called autophagy that we're reaching around 12 hours of fasting where our gut lining is starting to repair itself. So this is a really good thing as we're eating all these different foods to let our gut repair and rest. And since you're here with me, you are a woman that is in menopause, in and around menopause, you know that we oftentimes experience digestive issues and bloating when it comes to digestion. So give it that time, let it rest. A cool thing about this is that when we eat is intermittent fasting can also strengthen our 24-hour circadian clocks, which is dominating our sleep. If the circadian clock is more synchronized, it is easier to fall asleep, stay asleep, and wake up feeling refreshed on a regular base. Due to the circadian rhythm, like our period is on a circadian rhythm, insulin sensitivity 
is at its peak and earlier and decreases as the day progresses. That means we're more insulin sensitive earlier in the day and then at night our body is ready to go to sleep. And if you want to know more about how intermittent fasting can help you sleep, grab the link in the show notes so you can listen or read up about it a little bit more. Number six, what can I eat and drink during fasting times? I said it before and I'll say it again. Intermittent fasting is not a diet. You can eat and drink whatever you want, but it's a matter of when you eat, what you eat, what types of calorie-bearing foods and drinks you eat and drink, and the goals that you set you want to achieve through intermittent fasting. If your goal is to lose body weight, to lose body fat, to have a healthier gut or gut system, then it matters what you eat. Because intermittent fasting is a sustainable lifestyle rather than a diet. I know I keep saying that, but there are no special foods to buy and no foods that are off limits. What I want you to do is to choose from organic and mostly unprocessed foods that you eat in your two or three meals that you eat per day. So pre-planning your meals is a game changer. Intermittent fasting reduces the number of meals that you make and we're cutting out snacks. And because of that planning, planning, this approach leads to a healthier choice in foods and it's much easier to establish a healthy relationship with food. Many times we eat because we're stressed, we're angry, or we're frustrated, or feel lonely. So emotional eating can be part of why we're eating the way we're eating. Intermittent fasting gives you an idea of when you're hungry, so you get in touch with your mind and your body, and even why or what you're eating and why you're eating when you do that. Like if you always grab M&Ms when you're angry, there is a correlation between the two of them. So, but what do you want to eat for a balanced meal? What would it look like? Definitely a lot of vegetables, fresh or frozen. Both are fantastic. Some fruits, not too many, but again, fresh and frozen, and then whole grains, including quinoa, brown rice, oats, and barley would be some examples. Then, of course, the lean protein source to build lean muscle mass, like uh, chicken, fish, beans, lentils, tofu, nuts, seeds, cottage cheese, and eggs are good choices, among others. And, of course, we're including our healthy fats from fatty fish, like salmon or cod, but also olives, olive oil, coconuts, avocado, and again, nuts and seeds. One question that ties in that I didn't single out is when to break a fast. A little sugar or milk in your coffee occasionally will not break your fast. That's what fasting expert and author Dr. Jason Fung advises. Also, he says he's against diet sodas during fasting. Although they have no calories, the sweeteners may impact insulin levels and stimulate the appetite. And there has been more research around that problem that these artificially sweetened drinks 
stimulate your appetite. It's, it's almost like it triggers your brain into thinking, oh, there's sugar. Let's have some more sugar. Let's move on to number seven. It's a question that I do get asked a lot. Can I drink alcohol during intermittent fasting? Well, yes, no. <laughs> yes, but moderate your intake to one to two servings at most per day. Keep in mind that alcohol may cause you to overeat. Think of you're doing happy hour. You always want a snack with this. You burn fewer calories and you eat, add more calories to your meals. Alcohol is calorie dense and may impede or slow down fat burning and weight loss. And drinking too much alcohol can promote chronic inflammation. We're going back to gut health. Wine has sugar, not ideal for our gut health. And we want to create a healthy lifestyle with the least amount of processed and wine is processed. So the goal of intermittent fasting is to reduce inflammation and repair your gut based on the choices or the food choices you make. I say it again, most alcohol has sugar that increases inflammation. Sugar in alcohol promotes belly fat, and we definitely don't need more of that. Let's move on to number eight. Why am I not losing weight on intermittent fasting? First off, intermittent fasting is not a weight loss program but intended to promote gut health. So weight loss could be a side effect. If your goal is weight loss, then start a food log to see what types of foods you're eating. And if your meals are balanced between lean proteins and vegetables instead of starchy foods like potatoes and rice. So think of the goal. If you want to lose weight, you need to look what's on your plate. And ideally, it's proteins and vegetables. Another thing to keep in mind is also portion size. Portion size matters as we fast. And we don't get permission to overeat during any meal and to make up for the calories we didn't eat during the meal that we skipped or we didn't eat. So it's not a free for all. Think about your goals. Do you want to lose weight? Do you want to lean out? Do you want to feel better with your gut health? Then it matters what you eat, how much you eat, and when you eat. Just all the things I'm talking about today. And number nine is, do I have to stop eating out with friends when fasting? No, your social life doesn't have to be put on hold. The cool thing about intermittent fasting is, that it's flexible and based on your lifestyle. So you may go out on the weekend with your friend and it changes your eating routine. But you do what you do and then the next day you go back to your plan, to your rhythm of fasting. I get a lot is that, oh, if I skipped one day of my fasting routine, I fell off the proverbial wagon. Or when you eat on a different schedule or you eat a meal that you have not planned in in your fasting schedule, you don't. There is no falling off the wagon. It's just making choices. And intermittent fasting is not limiting your lifestyle. It's creating awareness. It's creating an eye-opening experience, what is good for you. So 
if you had brunch with your friends and you ate things you didn't want to normal or don't normally don't eat and drank the champagne that goes with the mimosas that goes with the brunch, get back on your fasting schedule that you set for yourself as soon as possible, like the next day. Most importantly, keep in mind that the it's not the food and the drink choices that influence what we're considering a setback. It's that we're in a social setting that makes a difference emotionally because we don't want to we don't want to single ourselves out and put ourselves in a in a place where we can't go out and feel lonely. And I experienced that when I was a bodybuilder. I was afraid to go out because I would eat things that I shouldn't be eating to be performing at a bodybuilding show where you show those big muscles and I was so worried I sacrificed all my hard-earned muscle and my effort that I wouldn't be looking big and muscular on the stage. But that was a phase. And I said, okay, after three years, this is of bodybuilding. This is not for me. I'm done with this restrictive lifestyle. I want to see my friends. I don't want to come to my friend's house who cooked an amazing meal and bring my own meal in Tupperware. Yep, I did that. I cooked my broccoli and chicken and everybody ate this amazing meal and I heated up my broccoli and chicken and that's what I had. But that was a phase in my life where I had different goals. Now, intermittent fasting is also cool when you're traveling. You don't have to eat the crappy food at the airport. You bring enough water. You maybe put some nuts in your in your back and some seeds and you're good to go till you arrive at your destinations where you have much more or many more good choices that you can choose from what is good for your body as the woman over 50 that benefits your health and you can cook them the way you want. And finally, number 10, can I have a cheat day? No, you don't need a cheat day. Intermittent fasting is not a diet. I know you're probably sick of me saying this, but it's true because I don't ask you to cut out certain foods or food groups. You eat what you like during your feasting or eating times. That way you never feel deprived and cravings are rare. Keep in mind why you started intermittent fasting in the first place and what your goals are. This will help you guide your food choices. And when eating balanced meals, you don't have salt cravings, or very rarely, or sugar cravings. You don't need to bust any sugar in because you took care of what your body needs. And I've written blog posts on food cravings that you can find at hikeyes.com. And what is behind those cravings? So here you have it, the 10 most burning questions about intermittent fasting answered. And I, intermittent fasting is so easy to incorporate into your lifestyle without food restrictions or a diet. You choose when and what you eat based on your goals. Now, I asked you to stay until the end, and I wanted to say that these strategies I mentioned are a great way to get started. But I'm taking a small group of women over 50 through the exact same process that I've been using with my private clients. I show this group exactly what exercises are beneficial, what foods to eat, what intermittent fasting strategies 
work for one or the other person and how to quickly implement those steps. I'm screening people to see if they're the right fit for the group of women. If this resonates with you, click the messenger button on Facebook or message me on Facebook at Heike Yates Pursue Your Spark and let's have a chat. If there's any way I can help you reach your fitness and fasting goals, just reach out. I'm here for you. My DMs and comments are always open for you. So with that, my friends, I'll have the most wonderful day and I'll see you next time on the Pursue Your Spark podcast. Ciao.